Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. Jump in. All right. My name is Bart. If you guys are new around here and uh, I would love for you, if we have not met before, to subscribe, if, if you like the content, um, to like and to follow uh, wherever you're you know, enjoying this piece of content. We're going to be diving into a huge, 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 huge dump of information to help you in 2022, whether you're looking to hire a marketing agency, whether you're trying to level up your marketing department, or if you're a team of one, an entrepreneur uh, or a small business, you might want to take consideration in this as well. This is going to be a massive, massive uh, piece of content for us. And I want to make sure that you're following us on all of our channels. So you can go find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And if you're listening to this on the More Life podcast, welcome. Uh, this content's also going to be on our YouTube channel. So if you didn't know we had a YouTube channel, please jump in. Okay. So we're going to start right away because I know we have lots of things to cover. And in this conversation, the first thing we have to talk about is content marketing. What exactly is it? What are the different types of content marketing? And how are you going to take the right approach in making sure that you're set up and seeing results? Because it's very easy to get lost in the sauce if you just chase trends, if you're just looking at things that other people are talking at. But when you hone in and clarify your message um, it's going to be so much more effective and easier for you to track because it all lives in the sphere of what's happening in your specific business, what's happening for you, what's happening with your market, um, and how you can go against the grain, stand out, and stop being unnoticed. Okay, the first thing you have to understand that there are limit, you know, limitless types and possibilities for content to be created today. We didn't know about five second videos until we had Vine. We didn't know about, you know, 15 or 30 seconds or now three minute videos on TikTok. Um, blogs, you know, have only been recently invented in the last 20 years as well, and them being marketed and being uh, uh, used as catalysts for other things to grow your following. So there's many, many, many. I'm going to turn off my notifications right now because that's not good. Um, there are many ways <laughs> for you to get involved with different types of content marketing. And if, again, if you just chase what somebody else is doing, it doesn't necessarily align with your business. And we're going to talk about why you need to find your niche or your alignment um, to help with this, because it's very crucial to know exactly who you're talking to. So I've broken down these types of content marketing into four types. Um, the written, the audio, the visual, and the interactive. Um, obviously, the written is the most common or understood one. You write a piece of content, people can read that, comment on it, learn stuff from it. Um, so that can be anything from a testimonial or FAQ uh, or a case study. Blog is the most popular contact uh, content format. Um, and that's something that works really well with SEO. So if you're trying to go organic search route um, and try to building uh, brand awareness and web traffic, 
that longer form editorial content like ebooks, data reports, um, you know, that can also help as well as written content. That's really helped. Um, if you have a sales team in your business, you might want to look at testimonials, get people to fill out um, in-depth testimonials, um, and then leverage those things, publish those things so people can actually get that information um, as well. So there's many ways to think about, you know, written written content, but you have to pick the things that work best for you. And we're going to talk about um, channel-specific uh, content and whether or not you should post everywhere or just post to a few place. Um, cause I know some people that still post everywhere and it works for them. I know people that also, uh, post, you know, in one specific place. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Next is audio content. Um, you know, you're listening to one. If you're listening to the more life podcast, that's part of the reason why, uh, we do that again is because we want people to find us to, uh, engage with us. And a great way to do that is with awareness and having an audio content like a podcast uh, or even something like Clubhouse we saw recently um, can be really informative, great for networking, great for sharing um, your ideas as a thought leader, um, can can really help uh, people find you. And, and depending what industry you're in, even music, you know, if you're a content creator that creates beats and sounds and stuff like that you can go live and find people to to watch exactly what you're doing with creating music and all that kind of stuff but podcast i think is like the way blog is like the the mainstay for written content um podcasting is like the mainstay for audio content and audio content is growing like never before because it's it's uh ambidextrous in the sense that you don't only can you don't only can listen or enjoy it while you're sitting down um, with your headphones on. Headphones are now wireless, so you can be mowing the lawn, riding your bike, you know, doing the dishes, doing some remedial tasks, and also be listening to it. And in a lot of ways, that's the reason why some of our content appears on both video and audio only, just because there's a, there's a comfort in that, in knowing that some people might only ever want to engage with us um, via audio. And some of people like to actually sit down and watch, take notes. Um, and that's either way, we have to appeal to the people that we're talking to and as entrepreneurs, um, as my target for this, you know, uh, podcast is, uh, I know some people want the video so they can like watch it, engage with it, write down what they're taking from it. And some people, um, are other types of creatives and learners <laughs> as we've learned over the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, um, might want to just do it while they're doing something else. And they'll still be able to get that content. Audio is huge, huge, huge. I would definitely say, uh, podcasting is like the biggest one, but there's other ways that you can think creatively and even um, that have not even been invented yet that you could use. Okay. Number three, visual content. Visual content um, communicates uh, uh, great ideas through memes, GIFs, infographics. And you probably have seen this. You've probably seen a funny or a meme account that shares things that resonates with its audience because it's real. It's funny, but it's also real. You know, the, uh, a few years ago on Facebook, there was that trend where what people think I do and what I actually do, what my mom thinks I do, um, those were really funny, but they were funny because they were real. So if you were an engineer or a designer, if you were a waste management person or whatever it was, an architect, um, 
that's where people would laugh because it's like, oh yeah, that's what I thought my dad did as an architect. And what he actually does is something completely different. And there's a great way to get involved in people's lives and really stop the scroll of social media to kind of be like, oh, this is hilarious. I want to engage with this or I want to follow them because they have a great sense of humor or they have a great sense of understanding the plight of this industry. Uh, and that's a great way as well. It's very engaging um, to have different fun photos or even like very dense information like info infographics or charts. Um, those are really cool as well. Uh, memes would be like the biggest one, obviously. There's of course interactive uh, content, which is super, like I love interactive content. I feel like we're just getting um, started right now with more and more like webinars and lives. Like, you know, we do a live once a month on YouTube and LinkedIn. Um, and they're great because we see people really engage and interact because they can chat and message me um, and they can ask questions in real time in front of an audience. And that helps as well. Same thing with like web tools like calculators or checklists or polls or even games. Those are all pieces of content um, that can help you in your funnel. We're going to talk about the funnel in a little bit in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, you do want to have different kinds of content to speak to different types of people and everybody learns a little bit differently. So you want to have a toolkit that kind of has, okay, maybe our predominant, you know, content that we produce is a blog, but maybe intermittent in that blog, we, we, we put a couple of memes or we pull some pull quotes from that to post on Instagram and we have a great uh, infographic that goes along with it. That's what I mean where you're reusing and repurposing or utilizing the entire spectrum of content to kind of, you know, align yourself with other types of learners, people that might resonate with a certain part and not just do solely one thing. Um, and again, we're going to talk a little bit more about whether or not it's actually good to do just one thing or a few things or all the things. Um, but yeah, different types of content very important to understand so that when you're thinking of like, okay, this is how I'm going to build a content uh, a marketing strategy. Okay. You start to put the little things into buckets already in your mind. Um, so for those of you taking notes, again, that's going to be really important. It's going to be the written, the audio, the visual, the interactive. Those are the big content pieces. Um, now the, the, the greatest part of this, okay. Is actually the how how to actually create uh, the content marketing strategy because, you know, there's why your business needs one, like I said, okay, you know, you're, you're three times more likely to get better traffic um, this way than by not doing it. And then the how, how do we actually make this hap uh, happen? The first thing you're going to need actually is buy-in from your team, from yourself, if it's just you, from your department, from your boss, whoever it is, if you're working by yourself, it's a little bit easier. You can kind of make an executive decision between you yourself, okay? And there's nobody else in the room. But if you're working as part of a team, if you're working on behalf of somebody, like you have a, a boss, then you need to have some type of organizational buy-in. Um, you know, content marketing is all-encompassing and it can't develop in a silo. You're gonna need um, your sales team if you have one, your operations team if you have one, to kind of help, especially with the feedback, especially with understanding, um, you know, some of your research uh, at the beginning end 
to understand what is actually happening. No one knows the customer better than the person who is selling them. So if you have a sales team, you want to make sure that you're engaging with them to say, hey, what's what's a FAQ? What's what's the can you help me? What are the things that people are asking the most um, when or have the most objections to when you're selling, when you're communicating with them? And that's going to help um, uh, give you some clarity. Okay. And people will start to understand. You could have those open ended conversations um, about what the plan is. Hey, we're starting to build a, a content marketing strategy and we're going to be hyper focused in this area. Maybe it's, you know, our customers, maybe it's our, our products, maybe it's, you know, how we compete against our competitors. So the first thing is make sure everybody's on the same page, understanding that you're going to undertake this process and that it's going to be collaborative and that it's going to require everyone to kind of be on the same page. Okay. That's the first thing. Buy-in. You got to have buy-in. Even if it's just you, seriously, you have to commit yourself to make sure that the stuff that you're saying you're going to do is actually going to be the things that you want to do. It's actually going to be the things that you say, okay, I can commit to this. I can make this happen. This is something that's real for me. Um, the second thing you have to really worry about is going to be your brand story. And this is where I would highly suggest that you get a uh, brand strategist or specialist um, to come in and help or a marketing agency. Um, this is where we come in a lot of times. Um, otherwise, you, you are going to take a significant amount of time to um, navigate this process. It's not that it's impossible. It's just it's a lot easier if you have somebody who's already thinking that way to understand where you need to be, like kind of like a Sherpa. Okay, it's not that you can't climb the mountain. It's that you need help to guide you to make sure that it's not unsafe and someone who knows the route so you're not wasting time. Um, and the biggest thing when you're talking about your, your, your brand story is pinpointing your target audience and dive deep, deep, deep into their pain points. Okay. So what, what is the client's problem? Okay. This is paramount. If you don't solve a problem, um, you're probably not going to do good in your business. People only want to buy the convenience, okay? Even when you think of like a luxury brand like Louis Vuitton, um, their purses, their bags, they're solving a problem. The problem is image and status. So somebody else has this bag, I need to have a similar or better bag. And so that's the problem they're solving. If you're not solving a problem, it's very hard to... Um, scale something that from an idea concept into an actual business concept. Okay, so figure out what the problem is, figure out the, the client's current state. Okay, how do you solve that problem? And then lastly, what's the client's future state? What do they get out of it? Now, in our business, our, our marketing agency, we call that transformation. Where do we, that intersecting point where we first meet them, where are they and where are we? And where can we take them as their guide to say, okay, at the end of this, you're not going to be this and where you were this. There is a transformation that happens. Whether it's you didn't have a marketing strategy, well, we're going to help develop a customized one for you. And now you're going to be ready to launch a marketing campaign because you have a strategy to go with it. So figure out all those four things, client's problem, what state are they in now? What do you do to help them? What state will they be afterwards when you're done working with them?
that's huge um, research. And, and it's gonna, it, you're gonna be able to now like craft your narrative. Now you can write a story, okay? It's like, okay, so this is the, the stress that this person is in, and here's how we solve this problem uniquely, okay? How is your product or your service going against the grain? How are you in, uh, creatively or positively impacting the world? You know, creating a clear brand story will breathe new life into your content and into your strategy because it unifies your message. It brings everything into alignment. And this is what we were talking about at the very top, saying there's different types of marketing, uh, content marketing types and ways to do it. And if you you can easily get really lost by just chasing what everybody else is doing. Um, but when you start to craft your own narrative, that's when you're gonna start to see the best results because it's unique to you. Um, and, and we're gonna talk about a few other things that are gonna help bring everything into alignment. Okay, this is, I, keep, I can't say this enough, this is the comprehensive deep, deep dive uh, on why you need a content marketing strategy. Um, so, you got to know your your key channels. You have to identify which ones you're going to use. Like I said, we were going to talk about this. We are here at this time. You can easily um, focus on everything and fail, um, or you should probably identify maybe one or two, possibly even three channels that you want to use um, for your business. How is this going to all come together? Uh, so it's great for you to maybe identify what content formats are most successful. You're doing a lot of research in this stage, okay? So look up people who are in your industry and what they are doing, not what content they are specifically posting because you are going to create your own custom content that goes against the grain, that is uniquely uh, different from them. But it also makes sense to understand where are other people having the similar conversations that you're having. So if you're something that's very visual based, you might want to do Instagram, or if it's something um, uh, um, something that people would search specifically, then you could be on Pinterest as well, if it's visual and, and Pinterest. If you're B2B, you might want to be on LinkedIn. If you're talking about local services and and small business niches and stuff like that, Facebook would be fantastic for that. So just find where you want to be and understand that each platform, social media platform, is uniquely different. Um, so when you create a new piece of content, you can then morph it to fit the way the platform works, okay? So we're taking into consideration all of these things and we're, we're still clarifying. We're bringing things into alignment closer and closer until they're kind of like this, between your, your goals and your intentions and what actually helps and serves your audience. Okay, number four, uh, conduct topic research. This is huge. Um, this is gonna help you understand specifically what you should be talking about. So, so you have to understand your client, their pain, what are they going through? You gotta understand how you're gonna use the, the, the story, your narration, okay, that was number two. You gotta understand um, which channels you're gonna use. And then you have to start to refine the topics themselves. What topics are you gonna be talking about that's gonna, that's gonna help support your narrative, okay? And that's where you might need the, to go back into the buy-in phase 
and say, who would understand most about the topics that people are having related to the pain points? It might be your sales team. It might be somebody who in customer service. It might be another designer you're working with in a very small firm or agency or something like that. Um, but they, they are interacting or engaging with clients and getting feedback and changes. And you're now starting to understand some, they might have a clearer understanding about what the actual holdup or bottleneck is. Talk to a project manager, bring these people inside the conversation. Um, you know, I've even heard of people reading through support tickets and figuring out where the commonality is, what thing here tracks along multiple support tickets. Um, Reread a blog post from a couple of weeks ago and ask yourself follow-up questions. If you were reading this for the first time and you already wrote a blog, what would be the follow-up questions? What would people comment on this blog? Um, You could ask your sales team for an FAQ. There's lots of ways. Go on Reddit, go on Google, go everywhere and just start to, you know, Facebook groups, huge source of resource. Find out what people are talking to in your respective industry, and that's going to help you hone in on your topic to kind of realize, okay, these are the questions that I can help answer to help solve the problem that people are having. They all come and work together to to kind of elevate your narration, okay, your narrative. Um, Now, this is the next part, and this is for me where it gets a little bit more fun. We do this with clients all the time where we do a lot of research, marketing analysis, competitive research, all these different things. Um, and then the fun part starts to arise. You know, we've done some, some, some work on developing some content themes, some topic ideas, and then we start to map out the content uh, and formats for your content funnel. And I know funnels sound very salesy and schemey, but really you just have to think of it in the basic form of a funnel. There's like a ton of funnels. Um, people talk about that have multiple steps, very in depth. I'm gonna give you the most basic version, um, especially for content marketing, not necessarily for like sales or, or something like that, but for content marketing, just think of it as top of the funnel, middle funnel, bottom of the funnel. And really th- those just break down into like your awareness, um, your consideration and the decision, right? You You don't wanna, Start by giving content where you're asking people to make a decision when they don't know you and they don't understand anything about you and you've never done anything for them. That's like you meeting a stranger um, for the first time and and they ask you for a thousand dollars. So like, well, why would I invest in your NFT for a thousand dollars? I don't know anything about you. You haven't shown me the the work. Um, you haven't helped me in any way. So don't. Don't do that. That's very bad. Um, (laughs) You want to make sure that you are easing people into a relationship and not just a transaction. This is going to help, again, with your narrative, how you conduct business. And if doing work with humans on a human level is important to you, then that's something you want to make sure that you're you're respecting, that you're not bombarding. That's how people get like the sleazy, uh, used car salesman um, uh, connotation. It's because they haven't built the rapport before they go in for the ask. Uh, Once you've built the rapport and you've helped them and you've been able to show your value, 
of course, go in for the ask. Of course, make sure you're you're getting uh, uh, full value for your efforts, but make sure that you're doing it in the right steps. Okay, so top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel. Top of the funnel is like your potential customers, okay? So answering questions, getting them the information that they're looking for. This is non-promotional, non-branded content. This is not about you, this is all about them. What types of things could you offer that could help them? What types of things could you give them that would help them? This is free information that they don't have to do anything for, it just helps them. That's top of the funnel. Think of it like this way, the podcast. You don't have to sign up for a newsletter to get the podcast, it's just free. You just get it, you listen to it, you enjoy it, and that's it. It's a free piece of information that helps you and it gives it you the information or it gives you non-promotional advice. We don't have you know any type of ads we're trying to get you to buy this certain product that we're like we're not doing any of that. Um, it's top of the funnel. It's all about awareness. Get people to know who you are. Okay. Second is middle of the funnel. Middle of the funnel is also again where it gets a little bit more fun. Um, this is where you got in, you can kind of help guide uh, your prospects through your sales funnel by giving them stuff for free. Um, but exchange, they give you like their contact information, whether um, you know it's an email or a phone number, however you do business. Most people, it's email. That's where you can give your guide. That's where you can give your checklist. That's where you can have um, a special webinar that you're having um, that's not just public, but it's for people that want to sign. It's free, but it's very much for um, people to sign up. You're an exchanging, okay? because you want people to consider you. This is the step above. We have free content that's for people that are just trying to get to know you. And then people who are considering you, this is where, okay, we have another tier, um, a level of commitment. I want you to part ways with your coveted email address. And we're gonna give you the free checklist for like, we have one for SEO, one for brand awareness or brand style guide. And that's stuff that we give away for free. We just ask people to give their email. This is an exchange and it actually works so well because usually people that go for those types of things have a very specific problem and that is relating to them. So we have our SEO checklist for blog posts. Um, that's probably our best selling research paper or not research paper, our white paper or lead generation paper. Um, and because it solved the problem, people want their blogs to do well. Well, okay, you can download this free guide. It's a checklist, only two pages long, and it tells you these 10 things that you're supposed to look for before you hit the publish button. That helps solve a very unique problem that amplifies our narrative, okay, of helping people stop being unnoticed. So that's the middle of the, the funnel. That's people that are, um, that are in the consideration phase. And then last is the bottom of the funnel. And this is the best part if you're, if you're the if you're the business owner, if you're the accountant, or if you're if you're the sales team, this is where people get the ask, and this is where people do the buy. This is where the magic happens. If you do the first two parts well, you will start to slowly but surely start to get the the people that are looking to make a decision, and that's good, whether good or bad. It's good to know the decision and where people stand. People only sometimes consider like. If they say yes, it's good. If they say bad, you know, screw them, forget them. There is a lot of information. If nobody is buying, if no one is saying is no one is saying yes, then you go back and you say, okay, was it our topic research? Okay, 
Was it our misunderstanding of the pain point? Is it our misunderstanding of how we transform people into their, their, their finished state? This is where you can go and start to tweak these things and say, let's see why it's not resonating. And this is why I mean by don't just chase trends. You're never going to get a chance to tweak and fine tune and adjust to get it right if you're always hopping onto the next thing. Do less and do it better. Do things that completely align with uh, your own narrative, and it's going to help your customers so much more. That's the best type of business uh, position to be in is when you have a great product, it has great margins, you make money from it, and it helps somebody do something, um, and they're happy, you're happy, everyone's happy. That's the best. When you have a plumber who charges a fair price, and I had a clogged <clears throat> bathroom, and now it's unclogged, I will happily play the, pay the plumber to do it, and he's happy to do it. So it's, it's a great mutual exchange. You want that, and you're never going to get that if you're always um, untrue to yourself. So get your product, your service, as great as it can be, as refined as it can be. Serve that customer as best as you can with your content marketing strategy, with your, with your actual deliverables, with your customer service. Charge appropriately so you still make some money because obviously you're in the business to make money. And if you do those things, there's going to be like, people are going to be, you're going to find your audience. You're going to, people are going to be like, this is the guy, this is the girl, this is the company that does what I wanted to do with the best service and the best deliverable. And I'm happy to part ways with my money for that. That's if you do all the top stuff, that's where the, the bottom of the funnel is going to be the best for you. Um, you show your prospects why your business is better than the competition and how it best fits their needs. You're, you're now showing them that transformation. Okay. You get to actually talk about what you do and how you do it. So that's a basic um, sales funnel for content marketing. Top of the funnel, middle funnel, bottom of the funnel. Very easy, all right? So this is awareness, this is consideration, and this is decision. I love the decision part. Um, so map out the process, make sure you have everything engaged the way you want it to be. And then, like I, we talked about just briefly, um, is setting up, number six, is setting up your measurable KPIs, um, key performance indicators. So again, the, the more focused your intent is, um, the more parameters you can then go back and tweak and see what's happening. And you got to kind of treat this like uh, a science experiment. I have kids, so we do science experiments at home for fun, sometimes for school. And you kind of have to talk about like, what's the hypothesis? Um, what's the design of our experiment? Okay, we're going to perform the experiment. We're going to analyze the data. Uh, we're going to draw a conclusion. And then we're going to see if we accept or we reject the hypotheses. And then we test and repeat, test, and repeat, test and repeat. There's no silver bullet that's you're just going to pew, you know, and just shoot it off and everything is just going to be great and everything is just going to work out the way you want it to. So some of the things that you can start to consider um, in terms of metrics when you're when you're trying to generate a hypothesis is like, OK, month over month readership, if it's a blog, 
time spent on the page or how many views on a video, unique or returning visitors, people that are coming back again and again. Okay, so page over uh, page conversion uh, stats. You can set up goals in Google Analytics, um, email uh, engagement. If they're clicking links inside there, if they're opening it, what are the open rates? Um, how many so social shares or saves that you're getting? Um, you know, this is where you can start to see, oh, wow, we're seeing lots of customer reviews. We're seeing lots of testimonials come through. So you need to set up a process. And this leads us right into uh, uh, number seven, I forgot to say, establishing your process. You have to set up a process for um, that whole science experiment um, about, you know, testing and repeating. What is what is our experiment? What's the hypothesis? Testing and repeating. And um, the best way to do that is to organize your thoughts and you got to do um, an or, or editorial calendar. And that's, uh, that's where it can be a little bit more tricky. Again, if you're trying to build one from scratch um, for, for your company specifically, let us know in the comments below, uh, wherever you're listening or watching this, um, if you would like for us to create an editorial calendar, um, we can then build one out and share it for free. It could be one of our white papers. Um, but you need to just figure out, okay, what are the content pieces we're going to use? Which ones are going to be at the top of the funnel? Which one's going to be in the middle of the funnel? Which ones are going to be at the bottom of the funnel? And then start to assign this type of stuff, right? Okay, who's producing this piece of content? One of the draft, one of the published date. What's the topic? What's the title of the piece? You know, what's the URL? All these different things um, take time to kind of master. Um, there, 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 there are things to help you in on track because there's a lot to consider. Even the smallest campaign can have a very extensive editorial calendar. Um, your brand guidelines are going to be the like the left hand side <laughs> of your guardrails, and your editorial guidelines are going to be the other side of the guardrail. Start to develop some processes about who the owners are when and how do we publish what again is our brand tone what type of brand content visually do we use um, again brand strategists are real for a reason because they're they're um, perfectionists in this they really go uh, above and beyond to help set you up for something like this and then the last part which is i think is the most fun is produce great content right you gotta just produce great content that's number eight um, a few things you have to remember, right? Like, what's the purpose of this content? What problem are we solving? Does does your brand fit into the equation? Um, what's the call to action? Um, and and is, your, is your content better than your competitors, right? We want to be uniquely different. We want to stand out. A lot of times people just throw money at ads and you have to have a superior product and superior visuals. The creative is what makes the difference between uh, a regular ad or a ad that actually converts. And then you just have to work on your distribution. Again, this is trial and error. I, we can spend a whole, I don't know, a year, a whole other video talking about, you know, the distribution channels and, you know, earned, earned channels versus own channels versus paid channels and how those all intersect with each other. And that might be a video for later for those that are more keen. But the real thing you have to realize is develop a, a, a real plan, 
um, and then optimize, kill, or repurpose. Okay, either you're going to optimize that piece of content to breathe some new life into it. You're going to kill it. Say it did not work, and I don't think it's worth um, us trying to revive it. It does not necessarily work within our uh, our our brand narrative. Or we're going to repurpose it in a different way. We're gonna actually going to use that content um, that didn't work on the blog, but maybe we're going to make you know three or five pins out of it. And even though that wasn't the intended, um, you know objective, maybe we can we can reuse it some other way. Maybe we can convert this into a live webinar. That's the probably the easiest way uh, to to consider the how in how do you build your content marketing strategy. Okay, we have covered a ton of content. And if you're somebody like me who's like, okay, that was an overload. I don't know what tools I should be using. How do I make this happen? Where do I go from here? There's two things you can do. You can either rewatch this video, take notes, start putting this plan into place, which I think everybody should do. And, and even if it means getting a better understanding of what this looks like for you and your business and your industry, you hire a professional like our company to come in and talk and help develop the plan for you. Um, and that's kind of your, your only option. The last option is you kind of learn all the tools yourself and you go from A to B and you do the whole thing um, yourself. We're gonna give away for free um, 24 best content marketing tools. Um, take a look look for that in our description. It should be out very shortly um, and you'll be able to download that because there are some tools that professionals use to make this work a little bit easier um, that will help you. And some of them, a lot of them require subscriptions um, and payments and stuff like that. But if you're serious about doing this by yourself, this is the things that are gonna help you do it. Everything from content ideation, from content briefing, to SEO, to editing, to you know production, to distribution, to measurement, to content management systems, all of that is gonna be in there. So I hope you really enjoyed uh, today's episode, whether you're listening on the More Life podcast or if you're watching it on YouTube. Um, every company needs a content marketing uh, strategy, especially if you're looking to gain more, con more customers online. If you're just posting without purpose, it's not going to necessarily translate. And like we said, you can easily get lost in the sauce, chasing after uh, the trendiest topics. Um, no matter how exciting it can be, it can often lead to you just spinning your wheels, doing a lot of work, but not actually getting anything out of it. In case you're feeling overwhelmed, we have tons of resources over at creativepartner.ca. You can go in there, download a bunch of them, um, and you can start to build uh, out a successful content marketing engine for your business. Even right now, you can rewatch this video. You can take some notes. We're going to publish our uh, uh, our guide of, of content marketing tools. Um, so this has been it for me for now. Thanks for watching, guys. Peace out.